Hi, this is Nicole Kimberling, creator of Lauren Proves Magic is Real. First, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to this, the first episode of our six-part series. We will release a new episode every Sunday starting October 15th. And now, please enjoy Lauren Proves Magic is Real. Hi, this is Lauren. Welcome to my podcast, Lauren Proves Magic is Real. I've infiltrated the lair of a secret agent. He lives next door, and I'm posing as his cat sitter. And also, I'm taking care of his cat, Cheeto, this weekend. But I've discovered stuff that you would not believe. Like that magic and monsters are real. And there's a government agency that keeps all that stuff secret. And Mr. Curry works for them. Anyway, I'm going to check it out. I'm recording this in case I get grounded or killed. Here goes. I'm turning on the supposedly normal computer now. Please enter your ID. Whoa. There's a lot of lights floating around the keyboard. Some weird circle designs. Okay. I'm typing in the name of the real secret agent. Keith Curry. It's accepted. OMG. He used his real name as his username. (laughs) Please enter your password. Okay. I'm entering what I think is the password right now. And enter. Password invalid. You have 60 seconds to re-enter the password. Failure to enter the correct password could result in prosecution, immediate immolation, and soul death. If you're unsure of your password, please exit the system now. (gasps) Oh my god. Um, what about this? Password invalid. This computer has been flagged. Please exit the system and wait for contact by the relevant authorities in your plane of existence. Failure to wait may result in doubled fines, including the double death penalty. Oh, oh, okay. Um, what about Cheeto? C-H-E-E-T-O. Password correct. Oh. <sighs> can't believe that his password was the name of his cat. Anyway, those red lights are gone now, and I think it was just a recording. Now, I'm opening up the recently filed reports. Oh, audio files. Look, I've already got a lot of leprechaun blood on my hands today. I'm not afraid to get any more. Mr. Curry is always dictating things because he hates to type or something. Also, he can't spell. When he texted me to watch Cheeto this weekend, I couldn't tell what he wanted at first. Anyway, here's the earliest in the folders. Food med case, number 1007, Special Agent Keith Curry dictating. It's February 1st, I've just been called in on my day off work for this damn banana case. You see, the Supernatural Crimes Division keeps pawning things off on my department. There have been reports of large aggressive spiders jumping out of bananas at a juice bar in Boston. And lucky me, my department is now in charge of the investigation. I intend to officially lodge a complaint. Why not send, I don't know, some kind of freaky spider expert instead of a food inspector? What do the bosses even expect me to do if I find one of the spiders? Here you go, buddy. Here you go. This case has nothing to do with me, and I shouldn't have to go to Boston on my day off.
Baby, did you just put the rest of your blints out on the windowsill for that crazy one-eyed pigeon out there? I'm pausing here to say that this is the voice of Gunther, Mr. Curry's hot boyfriend who has, like, an eight-pack. Back to the file. I'm gonna have to take the fifth on that, Gunther. I love you. Gotta go. Okay, babe. Just asking. You take care. It's 10.30 a.m. I've just arrived on Boston Commons. It's snowing pretty hard. Through my spectral lenses, I can see the usual Revolutionary War-era ghosts just wandering around that old ice rink. There's a lot of salt on these sidewalks. I don't think one of them could haunt me even if they wanted to. I'm heading for the clean green juice and vegan wraps. That's the location of the spider sightings. When I read the report, the thing that really stuck out to me about the sighting so far is that no one except the person getting attacked can even see the spider. But everyone who has been assaulted has reported seeing the same large purple and yellow spider jumping out from the banana peel. There's a video of one of these events occurring, although it mostly just shows a guy freaking out and clawing at his own face. There's no spider visible, even when the video was viewed with spectral lenses or any of the illusion removal apps. So what I know about the spiders at this point is that they are invisible to everyone but the person being attacked. My mission is to identify the origin of these spider-filled bananas. Where are they coming from? Earth? Maybe some other realm of existence? Outer space? And that's really where my complaint comes into play. Why send me out to confront what might be a highly intelligent, invisible spider creature? What about the title, Food Inspector? Makes them think, yeah, you're totally qualified to fight a possibly deadly alien that you can't see unless it's attacking you? Anyways, I'm at the scene of the incident now. Clean green looks from the outside like a slick new human fuel place. Oh, and look, there's even a salad bar. <sighs> salad bars. Right now I can see three employees. There's a skinny guy polishing a blender, a skinny woman cleaning the salad bar sneeze guard, and a bored-looking kid just kind of standing around in the back. Gonna guess that guy's the dishwasher. Hi there. I'm Keith Curry with the U.S. Department of Banana Imports. I'm looking for Joji Mahoney. That's me. Okay, Joji. I'm Keith Curry. Pleasure to meet you. You're the dishwasher here, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So the USDB is pretty interested in what happened with this spider incident. Okay, well, it was only my second day here, and I was in the back helping prep fruit. Mm -hmm. When I started to peel a banana, and the spider jumped right out of the banana peel and wrapped around my face. Okay. It was so big I could only see the underside of it. It had these purple and yellow stripes, and the weirdest part was it was saying, I hate you. So the spider was talking. No, not with its mandibles. More like with its eyes, or like mind. Alright. But I heard it and I started freaking out. One of my coworkers took a video that's gone viral with more than 15,000 views, but it's been taken down somehow, and nobody can mm. find it anywhere, and it's even been erased from my coworker's phone. Yes, that's unfortunate, but that's good for us at the U.S. Department of Banana Imports. You could see how the future sale of bananas could be adversely affected. Yeah, I guess so. 
Okay, Joji. So what happens next? How do you get the spider off your face? Well, I ran to the back room because I thought maybe I could spray it off with the dishwasher nozzle. But when I did, it kind of just melted off. It melted off? Yeah, well, it more disappeared. We looked for its body, or anything, but it was gone. Afterwards, my coworkers told me that it had happened twice before to the other dishwasher before me, but she quit. And you didn't? I'm a senior at the conservatory here in town, so no, I need the money. Plus, I actually found the experience to be sort of inspirational. I ended up writing a new piece about it that's getting good critique from my advisor. Good for you, son. Well, on behalf of everyone at the U.S. Department of Banana Imports, I'd like to thank you for your time. Additional case notes on the banana thing. Other than being a liberal art major, Joji seems to be a perfectly normal human. He may have some kind of magical or psychic ability that he doesn't even know about. Possibly one that involves being able to see invisible giant spiders. But that doesn't explain all the other sightings. So at this point, I'm left with no option but to inspect the bananas myself. Which I absolutely don't want to do. But I will. I am beginning my approach of the leftover case of fruit. And man, do I wish I'd brought one of those helmets the Strike Force wears. I'm not exactly excited about the prospect of peeling a banana and having a horrible spider jump out and land on my face. For the record, I am now picking up the banana. I am now cracking the stem of the banana and starting to peel it. Oh God, something is happening. I can see the skin wriggle. The number seven on my Nyad watch has turned blue, indicating I am in the presence of psychic energy. Ah! Oh, it's on my face! Ah! Come over here, I'll spray it off! So that was both embarrassing and awful, but now I know one thing. That spider is not real. It's a hallucination caused by something psychic. Or some... Okay. Which one of you did this to me? What are you talking about? We're not doing it. Fire! Get off! Get off! Ma'am! Ma'am! Look out for the banana peel! Close this place! Shut it down! I have ordered the restaurant to close and all employees into the back room. As I'm approaching the counter again, my watch begins flashing. I can see the little blue seven now. There's no one at this smoothie bar. Not a single soul. Not a single living creature except a ficus. But that's just crazy, right? Psychic ficus. Just to prove how crazy it is, I'm gonna Reach up and go ahead and break one of these. Was it really real? Was it all in my imagination? Either way, there was a spider on my face. Spider on my face, y'all. Spider on my face.
Additional case notes, banana thing. As soon as I broke the branch off that ficus, I plunged into a wild red hellscape of fleshy red lips and big, ugly, crushing teeth. I wept like a child. The sound of my pitiful screams brought Joji out of hiding. He called the cops, the cops called the Boston branch of Nyad, and I'm sitting here now at our office in Harvard Square. Field agents took the ficus into custody they put it in a room with a mind reader slash channeler named Mikey. This is a recording of the ficus's statement. All I remember is living in a greenhouse until somebody moved me to this place. This horrible, horrible place. There was no good light and no other plants except the display of dismembered corpses in front of me that my captors called the Salad Bar. These monsters even had machines to grind baby banana trees into goop. They peeled out of their skin and dropped into the whirling blades. Who does that? I knew I had to do something, so I started reaching into the unconsciousness of the baby killers. One of them had seen the spider, and I thought, Aha! You filthy monkeys! Let's see how you like to be scared. I'm not sorry. You can't make me sorry! I did some research to try to establish where this ficus had come from, how it had become telepathic. But as far as I'm aware, this psychic ficus, it's one of a kind, the only type of plant to have ever achieved this ability. Once it was in custody, I was pretty happy to leave Boston. I was walking back to the red line, and I saw this group of a dozen or so wild turkeys. You know, the kind that roam the streets around here. They formed a ring in the middle of the street, and they were all just slowly circling this discarded banana peel. But I just kept walking. I didn't even want to know. This is Lauren again. Now what do you think? The supernatural is real, and I can say with certainty that Mr. Colby, my geometry teacher, is definitely some kind of monster. Do you hear that, Mr. Colby? Are you listening to this podcast? Well, probably not, because I'm not famous yet, but I will be soon. This is Lauren, signing off from my secret location in Mr. Curry's house. Say bye-bye, Cheeto. Was it? Episode 1, The Banana Thing, was written by Nicole Kimberling and produced by Tommy Jordan. This week's episode features the voices of Joji, Del McLean, Jim Hale, Ian Everyhope, 
Tommy Jordan, Brendan Connor, and Nicole Kimberly. Featured music is by Infinite Third from their album Gladly, as well as the bespoke song Spider on My Face, written and performed by Joji and Nodalis from Lotus. Find us on Twitter at Lauren Proves It, that's at L-A-U-R-E-N-P-R-O-V-E-S-I-T, or on SoundCloud at Blind Eye Books or at BlindEyeBooks.com, that's B-L-I-N-D-E-Y-E-B-O-O-K-S.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.